Hey, Clayton from Mombi, and we are going to sit down with Ricky Besnett, who is a former WCT surfer. The guy absolutely rips. Now, it's really good to try to get into the mind of a WCT surfer and to try to unpick all his knowledge so that we can share it with you guys, the, the hows and the whys. And from a coaching perspective, it's always nice to get some validation on certain points, whether we're actually doing something right or wrong. So it's a really good conversation with a, a unique bloke who will bring a smile to your face. Um, jump on in and see how you like it. Dude, this has been I'm so happy to see you. I'm stoked. Biggie, uh, um, I'm going to fucking dose you. It's You're going to get sprayed. <laughs> it's the only thing he listens to. The spray bottle. What are you spraying with? Water. I'm not, I'm not an evil person spraying with acid or something. Nah, I thought maybe. He's a, he's a, animal. He's a shit animal, but I love him. Yeah, but you love him. Yeah. Man. What's happening? It's thank you. Can't stop smiling. How are you, bro? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I just, uh, I just got back from a little surf in front of the house. It's like two foot and onshore. I heard, it's been, I heard it's been a crap summer for you guys. What's that? I heard it's been a real crap summer for you guys. No, like shit whole year. I swear to God, we haven't had a single wave. The whole of 2021 was disgusting. Yeah. And it seems to be carrying on that way for this month so far. So, yeah. You know, practice yeah. years. Yeah. Well, normally my favorite time of the year was always autumn when it goes, when you get the cool breezes and land breezes in the mornings, then things started to look a lot more promising. So, yeah, fingers crossed it gets better soon. Yeah. We've, uh, I planned a little trip up to you know i'm doing a series this year on like the marine uh, protected areas of south africa and the first one we're doing is up near cozy bay so it's like the yep. it's called Bakunek. and it's like fucking one of the most pristine pieces of KZN left it's right up near the mozambique border yeah so we're going to go check it out and speak to some of the locals there and see what's happening and is that kind of bar like yeah. Yeah, and all the exactly. It's around. just past St. Lucia, and it's like twenty k's from the Mozambique border. Yeah, there's some secret about spots that no one wants to know about. I've been there like about ten years ago. I went there with Ando and one or two other O's. Yeah, but we picked out some of the setups there, and I'm planning to go over springtime, cyclone season. Oh, maybe something. Sounds amazing. I'd, I'd be pumped. Yeah. Hey, so the yeah. whole thing was shell, mate. Like, is that what kind of helped kick this off? Um, yeah, shit, man. I was following uh, that. That's a big one. That was a big win. Yeah, it was. It all happened so fast. It, it was bizarre. But, I mean, I woke up the one morning and I, I seen a post that PDV, uh, Pierre de Villiers, had put up on his story about what was what was going on. And no one had really seen anything yet or done anything and i was just like fuck this like the trans guys where i spend so much time and just is honestly one of the most fucking 
real spiritual places and I couldn't I couldn't just sit there. people sort of like in the world who don't know, you gotta almost explain what trans guy is. Like you like you're talking to a South African living in Australia, but Aussies won't know what, what trans guy is. So like Yeah. It, it what it was is back in the apartheid days, it what South Africa almost so, made the African people these small little homelands that they could have, but they were like rural and underdeveloped and but it actually turned out to be like a, a, a treasure now because it was underdeveloped. Yeah. And it's just got... So the, the, the Transcar is one of the like, heavy rural areas in South Africa, but if you go and speak to any of the locals there, the, the, the community leaders and stuff like that, their, their wealth is their land. You yeah. know what I mean? That's where, where they like, feel their true fucking belonging and it's their treasure yeah and that's what they're trying to hold on to and even though from the outside a lot of people will say yes but they you, they staying rural and you're not helping them progress and whatever fucking that's what they that's what the o's they want they want to keep their land they want to keep their practices and how they fish for themselves and how they farm the land and, for i mean hey, anything I can do that is a win even here in australia like i've been here nine years now it's, it's gone that fast but like these, these high rises popping up everywhere. Like before, there was these really cool houses in like Palmy and Eleonora and Burley Heads, and, and now it's like Queensland is all getting ripped down, and it's just like these ten-story buildings going up everywhere. There's just cranes and building, and it's it's nuts. Like it's kind of not what yeah, it used to be. So hang on to it, bro. <laughs> it's kind of in a way to. Uh comparison for australians is what happened with the fight for the bite uh, scenario yeah that kind of pristine land there i think if, if just awareness can be raised and trying to hold on to the last bits of fucking the earth that are untouched you know what i mean we got to try for sure try a bit of these giants but it is yeah no i agree yeah hey i wrote down some couple of questions yeah uh sweet all right, so I'm gonna fire a few of them off at you, okay? Because you yeah. one of those, you one of those like guys that always intrigued me. So like, <laughs> from a young kid, like I remember there was a post of you riding this red surfboard. I think you're busting this massive air. It was probably a barren board at the time. Do you remember that? Oh, uh, the one that's in on the bottom. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like I'm wondering. How was it that at a young kid that you knew so much about surfing? Because like I'm, I'm 48 or 48 in June, but I'm only starting to figure stuff that I know that you knew then because you're yeah. doing it. So like, did you just naturally like do stuff that worked for you? Did you have a role model? Did you mimic someone? Like what the hell? Yeah, was that? I was thinking about this the other day to a friend of mine. And it was, it was a weird time growing up because on the bluff here, it's like such a small little surf community, but we had Shane Warren, the Daniels brothers. Um, There's a solid crew of, of hard underground um, Yeah, there was like this little crew of guys that just, we basically would sit together and watch fucking 
whatever brand new shit was coming out on VHS. You know what I mean? Back in those days. Yeah. And we'd, I'd go down to Daniel's house and we'd watch and I'd just soak it in. I'd look, I'd watch what anyone, I mean, the, I mean, back in those days, there was shit that Ratboy and Fever Roscoe and the Santa yeah. Cruz crew. And it was between that and then the San Clemente, like Wardo, Archie, Corey kind of vibe. Yep. Just watch videos all day and just study what they were doing. And then try and, I mean. Can I stop you there quickly? When you say study, like I remember being out at New Pier, trying to bottom turn, like trying to do this wave and, and kind of having a hard time of it. And you took off on this wave and you just made it like a knife through butter, going twice as fast and throwing buckets more spray. And I was just like, okay. What the hell? Like, I get it now. But so I think the, the older yeah. I get as well, the more I realize what I think the, there's a big difference between trying, because when you're trying, you, you're kind of in your head. You know what I mean? You, yeah, you're overthinking. Thinking about what you need to do. You, I think it, if you know what's going on in your head, the rest is just about going out and, and think about it all you can before you serve. Once you're out in the water, nothing. Yeah. No, there's no mind. You're in a pure state of flow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to me, it's, if you're in a state of flow, you're not rushing. You can, you're taking off and your fucking volume's turned up and you're experiencing <laughs> everything. Almost in slow-mo, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. You've got time to see there's a section coming there. I'm going to do that. So it's, to me, it's more in a way, if you slow down, you're almost going to speed up. If that yeah. makes it, it sense. makes total sense. So my question to you following on from that is that when did you figure that slowing down? And, and I'll tell, tell you why I'm thinking this, Ricky. Um, when you use your body too much, you, your, first of all, your style looks kind of crappy and you almost disconnect yeah. from the wave. You end up surfing mid-face and ahead of it. That's when you're trying too yeah. hard. But as soon as you slow down, yeah. you're almost using the wave face, gravity, um, and it's kind of like the wave starts talking to you and you start feeling it and you start understanding it. Yeah. So yeah. I never knew that about your surfing. I could see it, I, but I, could, I didn't understand how the hell you did that? So like, when did you figure that out? Because that's advanced surfing at a whole nother level. It I think is I spent hours and hours and hours and hours. All I wanted to do when I was young is do airs. So in the beginning, I'd take off and you, you just fucking racing. You want to get to a section yeah, and you, through doing that, I realized that's not actually giving me the most fucking it's not the speed best or connection with the wave. And I found that if I actually, I could still take off and see the section I wanted to get to and be at, but if I used the, the power points of that wave and not wasting them, I actually got to that section with more drive and more speed. So it's like a weird, a weird thing of, 
instead of trying to generate speed yourself, you let the wave generate the speed for you. Yeah. And I think it's just like, uh, I, I, I wasted thousands of waves. Do you know what I mean? Growing up, yep. just wanting to try and progress and do something bigger. Yep. And in doing that, it taught me actually about needing to understand the fundamentals first before just trying to get out there and fucking rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you mentioned there that um, you had to kind of tap into the wave's power source or, or power, I, I call them kind of power zones. Yeah, when, yeah. And then how did you, did you start looking for that? Or was it something that you just became aware of because you surfed the bluff, which is like quite a heavy break? Um, I think it's, it's, it's got to do with definitely the way the waves are on the bluff. It's, it's short, chunky, and you've got to, you almost got to drop straight down to come straight back up and fit in fucking two turns before the wave's over. You know, we yeah. don't, it's not really a point. Yeah. Then transposing that by watching guys like Parker and Fanning and Dino in like three degrees. Those guys who grew up at Snapper and Marco was one of those guys that fully just understood where, where to place your board for, to generate speed. There's, if you can generate speed with no effort, yeah. that's, that's kind of the goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was yeah, a combo of learning that I had to be real tight in the waves here. And then watching other dudes and seeing how I can transpose that onto longer running walls and stuff. So, if that, that makes sense. All right. It, it makes total sense to me. Have you not heard that saying like, oh, you've got to get speed to do anything. And yeah. most people kind of, I just feel that they got that thing muddled up because your thing for speed is slow down, stay in the pocket, go top to bottom. Whereas most... Yeah. People that are struggling to surf well, or like, I'm going to move my body a hell of a lot. I'm going to look crappy and I'm going to surf out onto the shoulder and just push as hard as I can and stop. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, where did surf? It's all about, it's so much about weight transfer, transferring as well. Like, I'd say, I'd say to someone who wants to try to go fast, try two different ways. Try stand up and fucking race down the line and see how fast you can go. Yeah. Or try stand up, drop down and get low and like use your, it's all about your, your knees, your knees and the way you uh, transferring that and, yeah. weight. Oh, you're bending down, you're right down low. You've gone straight down. Whoa, like you're on a swing. See how much projection and speed you're going to get. and I think a lot of the time it does make your moves a lot more critical. So get more boom. intermediate guy, you're going to uh, almost struggle in a way because you're going to have so much fucking speed off the bottom. You're not going to know how to come back oh, and what to do with it. Yeah. And off the fucking lip valve. You know what I mean? hundred percent. That's, that's the true way to uh, gather speed in surfing is that bottom fucking turn. I keep saying the most important turn in all of surfing is your bottom turn. Oh. If you don't have oh. that right, hey, so do me a favor. Like this is going to go to like some of the audience and some of the people that I coach and, and stuff. But yeah. do you remember back in the days when we were, when you had just 
qualified for the CT and I think I was training you. Um, it was Gavin Roberts. Um, yeah. And I think it was the third person that we were, we were training. And I was just on you guys about bottom turns the whole time. It's like, get your nose to the beach, do a freaking bottom turn, like surf tight, so like put on rail. Um, yeah. What was that like going through that whole period where I was kind of coaching? You know, I, I learned a hell of a lot then as well. And I think one of the main things I tell people all the time as well, and something I learned from you, if you can master techniques in dribble, in like one foot surf, even riding, like I know you used to make us ride fucking like seven O's in a in two foot surf. It teaches you how to flip and use your rail. Do you know what I mean? Yep. You, if you can keep your speed and momentum in a one foot wave through bottom turns, you, you know what I mean? It's like, that'll automatically transpose to bigger stuff. Yeah. And then using that longer board as well, it's all about just learning what's going to help me use that and engage that rail everyone surfs so flat so often and if you can somehow keep your board moving and you fucking going along in a small tiny wave you're going to notice what we're talking about <laughs> exactly they say only a surfer knows a feeling but it's it's there's a whole nother level of almost being in that moment where it's just the world peels away and it's just you riding energy and you're just kind of feeling it and it's 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 yeah. awesome yeah yeah you know, for me these days as well uh shit I, uh i'm really starting to just enjoy the feeling of of trim and i've been riding the skin board and i wanted to say that yeah and it's it's like there's a feeling that i get from it that i, I that i've always been looking for and you hardly even have to do a turn. If you can just tap into literally that feeling of those power pockets and just like flying. Yeah, that feels good. Eh? It's unbelievable. It's like, it's, it's a whole nother vibe. And it's also, I spent so long trying to be like, doing the best fucking move or the best, the gnarliest shit and whatever. Yeah. But now getting older and, and just tapping into that more of the the feeling, you know what I now, mean. When I watch Tom Curran surf, I, I see that feeling, and it, it's almost like I want to surf like Tom Curran does. I want to take the lines that Tom yeah. like takes. Yeah. Um, and when I when I try to mimic that on those boards, I, I I never have a bad surf. There's almost exactly. There's, yeah. There's no expectation of of I've got to land an air. It's just like yeah. Um, it's flow, it's pure it. flow. The thing, it's like the, if you flow with the wave and you almost fit to what the wave wants to do, you'll find it's almost like you create a connection with that wave. You know what I mean? Hey, I want to so, run an idea past you. Like, I don't know if you know Bruce Lee, but he said you've got to kind of like be like water, you've got to flow. So that, that was one mm. explanation. But if you think of the way water's found, um, there's uh there's ice where water's frozen there's the gas state yeah. where it's steam and particles are moving around too much and then there's flow so if you think when you first started 
a kid learns how to surf, they're all stiff, they don't know how to move, they're just trying to balance on this board, okay? And then they figure out how to move and they just, and that's like the gas state where they're just trying to do stuff and airs and it doesn't necessarily look nice, but they're getting stuff done. And then they get this understanding and they start to flow. And that's when surfing just looks like, whoa, like Frankie Oberholzer has it. Um, Yeah. Dave Rustovich has it. People with flow stand out. There's this, uh, I think one kid who I've seen who understands it more than anyone else in the new generation is Ja Linderman. The full drop knee. Shadow has got it sorted. He understands. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, yeah, you know the weird thing is, is that 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 kind of philosophy is something that is absolutely like it's what I've brought into my like day to day life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I found that in life I went to that stage where I didn't know what was happening. I was stiff. Then I, I figured some shit out, and I was fast. I wanted to go, 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 go. And now it's find that balance. Balance, yeah. Finding that routine and that the the flow and the peace. And it's so weird for me because all all I've ever grown up wanting to do is fucking go fast. You know what I mean? And interestingly, nowadays by by completely slowing everything down and having no fucking goal, no anything, just living. Um, in a lot of ways, going faster than I ever have. Yeah, <laughs> it's strange. Yeah. Last so, yeah. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Hey, um, okay. So, for me, you one of those surfers that naturally, like, I've made you boards in the past, and I'm sure I've made you a few shit boards, but you always came back and went, that board is pretty good. And I'm yeah. like, come on, Rick, not everyone was a good one. I've actually been one of the worst riders because I never came back and gave, like, the best uh, critiques. <laughs> I no, think I wish just bounced in the board. Yeah. So, like, it brings me to this question now. Um, I may do some high performance spine tech boards, and it's just a new technology that gives the boards a bit more flex and stuff like that. All right. But yeah. I'm almost wondering you've gone and surfed like foam boards, finless foam boards at J-Bay. Um, you're, you're riding a skim board. You're riding like 20s, weird stuff. And there's almost a bit more of a challenge riding something yeah. that's harder to surf. And because you, you, you've mastered how to read a wave, you've mastered how to get your body to work really well, if, I, if you jumped on a high-performance board, you'd be, oh, this is sick. And by two or three ways, you'd be kind of a bit bored of it. But now that the challenge yeah, is yeah. to do something that's a bit more difficult to do, which is like mm. single fins, twin fins, skim boards, foamy, and you seem to be having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, that's uh, it really is over the last, I mean, I've, since I was fucking 12 years old, I've ridden, I've always wanted to just ride different i wanted fishes growing up i wanted anything i could try i used to longboard growing up anything to give me a a different feeling um and obviously my time spent competing was 
hundred percent performance driven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then after fucking going a bit lost for a while and not serving for a while and blah, 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 getting back into it nowadays is like, I still ride short, uh, standard short boards for sure. But as you just said, after three waves, I'm bored as hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know exactly what's going to happen. I know where, what's going to go down. It's boring. The <laughs> but funny thing, if you, if you look boring. at the rack behind me, my orange, I've got a 20, my first board. I've got a, a five foot two really wide fish. I've got an asymmetrical weird ass thing. The green board's a high performance one. I've yeah. got a small wave board. I've got a foamy. I've got an asymmetrical 6-0 and another foamy at the back. I've got one regular board in my whole rack. Yeah. And I think well, I'm you know the thing I've always told people that if you want to improve your surfing, ride as many different crafts as you can. Like, yeah. you would be amazed what riding a twin fin will do for your railway. Because if you can master a 20, you're going to learn that you cannot surf a flat. Yes. If you ride guns, take, get a 7-0, go just have it in your quiver and take it out on a 46 foot day. You're going to see what that does to your performance surfing because you've been working on turning this big ass board and trying to maneuver that thing. You get back on a little board, you're like, whoo, 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 whoo. holy shit. Yeah. So it's like nowadays though, my, the, the most challenge and the most fun is finless by, by like country mile. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, for me, like learning how to, how to get barreled finless and, and take off on bigger waves finless, like steep drops. Fuck. When you do that, it's like That's doing right. a, on a, on a standard board, you know what I mean? That feeling of you just holding on and you're like, ah, can I get off the bottom? You're on the verge of failure, like the entire time. But yeah. you're going faster than you have. And it's it's just a jaw. And all I'm concerned about now is just what can I do that makes me have a jaw? You know what I mean? So a question for you then, uh, even on that, I've been coaching some guys and I've been founding that as soon as you relax, you get control even when you're out of control. But if you tense trying yeah. to control that board, you just, you've lost it. Like if there's any tension in your body, it almost like it, it transfers into that board and that board does not respond. It's like it's stubborn as hell. Yeah, as soon as you relax, yeah. you can just start to flow and start to move. You know, it's the same thing. It's like, don't, don't force it. If, feel what the board wants to do first. Yeah. Is, does the board feel like it's wanting to slip out? Okay, stop pushing so hard. Let the let the board do the work. I think so many times people try force, yeah, force the issue. You know what I mean? But try I'll, make the board do something. The way that I explain 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 <laughs> to people is that you kind of want to surf the wave. You don't want to surf the board. Um, exactly. A lot of people just exactly. like push the board up there and make the board go faster. But it's like, does the wave want you to do that right now? Like, why are you racing to the shore? Yes. So you kind of got to wait and, and the wave will start talking to you. It'll go, okay, this moment there's a bit of draw. And okay, if it's mm -hmm. steep, bang it. If it's really running barrel, if it's fat, do a cutty. 
And as soon as you know what to anticipate through feeling, it's kind of, it opens yeah. itself up to playfulness. I'd say watch, watch Geordie at J-Bay to know how to surf the wave, how the wave wants to be surfed. That will pick the exact right times when to go fast. You'll see, okay, wave's slowing down. I'm going to do a turn, fade back, get ready for a barrel. He's in sync with the wave because he's not fighting the wave. He, all he's doing is connecting dots on the wave. Okay, when you say and watch us, so do- watch how he doesn't uh, go. He never tries to race or anything. He's literally, he actually goes slow on those waves, but he's all he's doing is connecting those dots where the wave wants you to connect the dots. What would you just pretend I was really really dumb? What's a dot? Depends on, on your level of uh, surfing. But a dot basically. In terms of how Geordie would think about it, it's where you're going to get your scores in a wave, right? Yeah. You racing down the line, you see a little lip start crumbling. Oh, there's a dot. I'm going to make sure I bottom turn in time to get myself up to that dot. So it's all about thinking where, where am I going to put my bottom turn to connect what the, the dot is up on the lip. That's kind of how I see it. Can, can I tell you about my weird explanation? Maybe you might have heard this before, but basically water draws up on the wave. So yeah. you can actually see the flat start to bend. Um, and that's almost the part of the wave that if you were to body surf that wave, where the waves only pick you up and push you. Or if you're fitness, yeah, right. if you're, going to, if you're going to pick your line, it's almost where it's just lifting, lifting. Because if you go too yes. flat, yeah. you're going to slide out. So that bottom dot is almost as close to the foam as you can possibly go where the wave's got the most amount of lift to help almost pick you up or slingshot you to the top. And yeah. then the, the top dot is where you're going to get your next bit of speed from. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on a wave, the bottom dot's power, the top dot's speed. Now, the yeah. tighter you can join those two dots by doing figure eights. In other words, the less, uh, the more toe edge rail, heel edge rail, with the less transition you do between your turn, the faster your board's going to go, the, the more smooth your surfing's going to look and feel, um, and the more yeah. effortless it's going to be. And it... Yeah, I think a, a great example of that, I always remember watching Aki at Snapper. And the way I've always said style is what you do between turns. Yeah. And watch how that is, he never, he never does anything between turns. It's flow. Doof. Down again. Doof. Down. Like there's no wobbles. There's nothing. He's just flowing up and down. He gets that bottom, and he gets back on off the top. And it's, it's just a cycle, really, of that. And it looks so nice. So, um, Ricky, you said style. You've, you've talked about flow. You've talked about, like, um, sort of Oki's back knee dropping. And so a lot of people, when they surf, they almost look like, we would call them poo men or cowboys, where their knees point in two different directions. And they, they yeah. like surf a bit sideways. But when you surf, you, your knees face front on and you, you look like you're more front on and you've got way more yeah. vision. Um, another good example of someone like that is Ethan Ewing. 
Yes, Ethan is ridiculous. Okay. Study that guy. If you want to learn technique, study Ethan, my God. He's my favorite surfer by uh, far. I was, I was saying this exact thing, same thing to my wife uh, the other day. You're te teaching her how to longboard at the, uh, at the moment. So it's all about like your top half is, is all about the twist, right? Yep. Or think about the bottom half of your body as your shock absorbers. Yep. To me, what looks the best is if like, if you crouching down, keep your top up, just crouch down with your knees and drop down, but you still facing up. Do you know what I mean? Don't bend over at your fucking waist. Yeah. Everything to do is your, your legs and the way you compress and rise up. Yeah. Don't worry about bending your fucking top. Your top's only about your so, twist, which is like you've taught me is the most important. Probably the best part explains that riding a bicycle. The legs are pedaling, which means your knees are doing all the compressing and extending. Uh, you keep your yeah. back straight and the hands do all the turning. But most of the times your yeah. hands are quiet. They aren't waving. They aren't patting the cat. They just, just yeah. that subtle adjustment. Yeah. Almost, you, in a way, you could think about it like a trampoline. When you're jumping on a trampoline, you, you're going down. You never bend over like that because you're going to fall forward, right? Yeah. All, your, all the compression is taken up by your knees and you're getting that bounce. That's the same kind of bounce you want off your bottom turn. Land, bounce. Okay, so we're both on the same page here, right? At what age or like how the hell did you figure that out? Like honestly, I went to J-Bay, I asked Taylor Knox, how do you bottom turn? How do you do this stuff? I was sitting there listening to Kelly Satter saying, join the dots. And like, I was even making surfboards at the time. I was a surfboard shaper. I'd try to be a professional surfer. Like I didn't get it until like now I know it, but it's taken me 30 years, Rick. You you kind of think it. you've got it yeah. at a young age. I feel like you know I grew up. The first videos I watched religiously were the search videos with Karen okay. and Frankie. And those guys are technically on. So it's like when Karen's your hero and Frankie's your hero from your, your life. It, that's how what I faced everything I do off, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I think just, just by watching, you know, that first wave of Curran at Jabo and him surfing at Scottborough and shit like that. It's like, just trying to emulate that. I think I, I got lucky having people that influenced me. Okay. At, so in that think, think about our, our surfing heritage and the, the future of surfing going forward. You've got one kid and you mentioned Jai. I think it's Jai Linderman. He's got this, yes. he's got flow, style, he's got everything. But then you got a world full of grommets who were trying to do what you're trying to do, which is race, 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 do the airs when you're kind of in that phase where you just want yeah. to go fast and do the well, biggest things possible. And no, no disrespect to the who i'm going to mention but having italo and medina and others like that as world champions these days i think it's kind of I feel flipped good. the importance of 
fucking flicks and spins and shit over rail surfing. Yeah. So there's far less dudes doing real surfing these days, and there's far more O's that want to take off, race, and do a full rote. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I don't know, change is inevitable, but I think there's, there is quite a few O's that are realizing that flow surfing is, it needs trumps. to come back. 100%. Yeah. 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 So I think it's, it's, it's a bit of a generational thing, but. You think it's going to be a fad that hopes I think so. I do think so. I mean, I grew up hoping that A's would be, you know what I mean? Like things that get the high scores and anything that matters. Well, you, you guys, you, you're, part really of that, you're part of that crew that was like pushing it, like the rotations, all that stuff. It was like, it was new stuff. So you're in the foreground of that. So I totally get it. But you yeah. also put down some big calves. So you, you see, it was, it was a stage where uh, the guys who were doing the biggest airs were also able to do the biggest, like Dane. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dane epitomizes his oh. airs aren't on flicks at all. That oh fucking hits the lip so hard and boosts so high, like his airs are turns in a way. Yeah. There's such a difference between an air where you like bottom turn and hit the lip or an air that you just race along and topple. Yeah. Yeah. Geordie yeah. does big airs really well like that. Dane does it amazingly. Chipper, even though he's super technical, understands that uh, way yeah. you got to pop with the bottom turn. So I think just people have forgotten bottom turns. Fucking please bring them back. <laughs> yeah, it's the most underrated part of surfing, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, so Ricky, I'm just looking at you. You got this amazing photo. I mean, picture in your background. Is that one of your artworks? But I know that you have been getting into art a lot lately. Yeah, uh, I paint all the time. This is a, a friend of ours, Papela, from a couple of years ago. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love you to send me a picture, bro. I've, I've got a space for you on my wall right now. There. Hey! Yep. Yeah. You know, as I've got older as well, I've found, you know, my, my passion for surfing got snuffed out uh, after the tour and everything. And I ended up fucking hating surfing. Yeah. But now... Now that I'm back in it, surfing isn't my be all and end all. Yeah. It's one part of me that I, I need to stay centered and whatnot. But photography and art and just generally creating is is where I get my it's like my anything I can do these days is like a meditation in a way. Yeah. Where I something that calms my mind and, and lets me switch off and just create is fucking fantastic. Like I'll pick up a camera, go into town and just spend hours walking around like completely in a zone. And you just, you're just looking for that next shot and there's nothing else going on. And it's the same as surfing. You're out there, you're just, just waiting, just watching. Something's going to happen. So all, all the stuff I do these days is, is trying to it says just be in the moment. Correct. Exactly. 
And I think if yeah, if you're in the moment, um, you don't need anything. You, you just you're, you're happy. It's yeah, good. life's good. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that. What if you can do to to uh, I can just stop that monkey mind. You know, we all have it. There's, we all have that voice. That's just it's a constant. It's always there. Yeah. And if you can learn to disassociate from that and take a step back and. I, don't play again. I, I just think like you know people forget how to play like life's almost too serious Dude, absolutely i say to people all the time what were you doing when you were 12. Play. go and do that again go do that life is a game and it's not a not like what we consider a game it's a game in that just play you know what i mean is as soon as you stop feeling so much pressure that you have to perform that you've got to achieve your fucking fine piece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Dude, I, I love this new year. Honestly, I've, I've been following you and watching you on Facebook and uh, it, I'm not sorry. Oh God, I was such a rattle for so long. I mean, I've got to try to do something to uh, put positivity back in the world. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's like you've had so much creative energy. I just didn't, think you knew what to do with it yeah you understand like I, I yeah, was... it's very true like uh, there was so much inside that i wanted to do so much but i only had kind of one avenue and i felt trapped you know what i mean yeah and i also was in a place where i was i was too i always cared too much about what people thought so i didn't want to put my creations out there and be vulnerable and and Nowadays, I don't give a fuck. I just uh, do what I want to do. If you, can, you like it, if you don't, so what? <laughs> yeah. It means nothing. I think, you know, for me, like, honestly, I tried to be a pro surfer for two years. I wasn't good at it. I tried too hard, pushed too hard, made all those wrong mistakes. Then try to make surfers, and I kind of found my passion. But in, I think inside of that, that whole coaching thing was, was boiling. I mean, now I don't sell boards to anyone except people that I know and people I like. And yeah. it's so much nice creating something for a person that I know, as opposed to just making stock, because it's just that. Yeah, just creation, creation without expectation is, is a fucking wonderful thing. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, it's, it's difficult because as soon as you turn a passion into a, into a profession, a lot of the time that can suck the, suck the joy out of it. And I think it, something I've learned as well is that a passion doesn't have to bring in money or fame or glory. Just let it be a passion for what it is. And if it really is something that you end up being the best at, all that shit's going to come anyway. But don't start doing it for that. It's yeah, like... Don't lose sight of the first reason why you did it. Yeah. You're doing it because you're having fun. Just hold on to that. That's like the main thing. Yeah, it's gold there. Um, yeah, so something like honestly, when I was young, when I became a pro surfer, I was, well, you know, I'm a diabetic. So I was under the impression like, geez, I'm going to be dead when I'm 27 because I'm a diabetic. Like I didn't know what was going to happen to me. So I always try to yeah. like enjoy myself so that if I did die tomorrow, I had a good day. Um, yeah. So. I always enjoyed when I was in the factory making art on boards. Like I always got the most colorful boards. I mean, we used to create some mm. crazy boards for you, like carrots and corn and all that. Carrots, carrots, my favorite board. <laughs> yeah. 
So um, I, I totally get it, and I couldn't agree with you with your sentiments and uh, where your mindset's at at the moment. So good on you, mate. Thanks. Sorry. Sure. Yeah, it's nice to nice to be in a. a you're saying something about failure earlier as well. And when you come to a point of realizing that there is no such thing as failure, you know, that that's like a really big one to learn. Any, I guarantee, I guarantee you that any failure you've had in your past, taught me you've so A, learned from, yeah. been a massive lesson, and B, has pushed you to where you are now. So Wait, I, do you know like, how much I failed? Is of, like, I'd make yeah. you a board and you'd come back to Takora and go, hey, this one's going better than mine. I'm like, oh, it's like a stab in the heart. It's like, okay, I got I to make this yeah. better. And I'd, I'd make it for myself. I'd ride the Takora and I'd ride it, ride it, ride it, and make a board, make it, make it. Boom, I learned something. And I go, hey, Rick, try this one. And then you'd like it. So, like, yeah. um, I think it taught me, like, to fail, but to, damn, I'm going to make a better one. I'm going to make a better one. And it, it did drive me. So, yeah, it was, it's, it's yeah. If, yeah, if you just literally change your mindset and do it, do, like, do a test. Find something that you think you want to try. Do it, and you're going to have failed because it's the first time you're doing it, right? <laughs> I'm going to go foil boarding sometime soon. I want to do it. Go fail. Do something and go fail, and, it, and you'll realize fuck, it's fun learning. That's all yeah. it's about. Like when I, when I fully started getting into art and photography and shit, I, I sucked. I look back on the stuff I used to do, and it's embarrassing. Like, Fringy. embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But all all I've done is stuck with it, and the learning process of life is is your. It's fun. It keeps you coming back for more. Yeah. No. Uh, so don't be scared. Go out and fail. Okay. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> um. Okay. So I think we've covered this. It was one of the last things that I wrote down over here. Because of where you at, where you at, and what you've been through, um, I mean, you've you've walked a couple of miles in your shoes. So, when you started surfing, what was the attraction to surfing as a kid? Like, what was that thing where it was just all-consuming? So it's a three-part question. Sure. You know, it's it's the same feeling that I've been talking about with the finless and the skimboards. And the being, I don't want to sound like a fucking hippie, but it's being in touch with nature and being in, in tune. When you stand up on a wave and you feel nature, the whole of the fucking ocean pushing you. How do you describe it? You know what yeah, I mean? It's, oh, you just want all that feeling. Yeah. But I've been, you know, I've been, I've been thinking about it a hell of a lot. And obviously when, a, when you're a kid, you don't really have an understanding of it, but that feeling is presence because there's, there's nothing else happening. We are in complete awareness and presence. And as a kid, you're getting a, a taste of that without even knowing it. Yeah. I think that's, you know, only a surfer knows that's a feeling. That, mindful that feeling is good. As a kid, you don't even know what you're doing and it's just like you're there. Yeah, there's something there. You're just there. Exactly, yeah. That's the best way I could describe it. This may be a hard question, but think about it, right? On, on tour, that second year, you wanted to quit surfing. So basically, you had a heightened level of understanding in surfing, 
your your body's trained it's moving like it's never done before yet you're like nah screw this i'm out and it's not just yeah. you. It's like bobby martinez um dane reynolds I, I could list off a whole bunch of names where it's is it the system like what is it that's killing our great you know no i'm out for me it, uh, the ct was like i had an I had this expectation of what the CT was. You know what I mean? That's the goal. You get on that thing, you are sorted. You, you, that's the be all and end all. Uh, cruised through the QS, jumped on there. It had been a lifeguard. I mean, I qualified when I, I was 20 when I won the Mr. Price or whatever. Yeah. And then I was, the I was a kid, you know what I mean? But at the, at the same time, I was a kid that was an alcoholic and on drugs. <laughs> so besides that, it was a, a, a question of, I never, the CT in truth was everyone else's expectation. From 14 years old, I wanted to be a free surfer. That's all I wanted to do. I tried my hardest to be a free surfer, but it, it just wasn't there at that, that time, you know. Yeah. I think Frankie might have been doing it locally, but he wasn't getting paid. Like, there just wasn't an avenue. Yeah. So doing something I didn't, I was good at, but I didn't really have any part in. And then getting to the CT and realizing, Jesus, this is like an old boys club with a whole bunch of politics that I don't give a shit for. He yeah. almost immediately just sucked it out. And then like I did pretty good the first year. I ended up coming like 23rd or something overall. Then yeah. the next year, uh, I just didn't have it in me. I couldn't care at all. I, I didn't want to be there. I was going around to the most exotic locations in the world and I'd just sit in my room and drink. And I wanted it to be gone. I hated being there, hated it. <laughs> But it's, you know, it's just, there's the weight of expectation on you that you have to do something that you don't, you know, if you don't feel like doing that inside, then hey, nothing's going to work. Yeah. I was just saying, you just gave me goosebumps here. That, that was like, it's, it's crazy. Hey, so, <laughs> yeah. um, the, the last thing and probably the last question I'll ask you, um, is just like, what's surfing for you now like um like I, for me i mean i've made boards i've been involved in surfing all my life i've tried to help people and coach them and i, I get a real kick out of seeing the light come on if like if i talk about a bottom chance someone doesn't it's like boom the light's on um I, i've always been attracted to like that that moment of awareness and understanding and presence where the light comes on for me I've always chased yeah. that. I didn't realize it till now. So that, that's yeah. my motivation and my motivator. Um, and when I didn't know how to do something, I'd always ask pe other people. But for you, yeah. what, like, what's surfing for you? You know, my God, my, oh, I have no goals in surfing now at all. Yeah, I, I, I surf because, yeah. I, 
Like I still push myself. I still like I'm 36, but I feel fuck. I'm I feel like I'm surfing better than I was 10 years ago. For sure. And the, the drive now comes from seeing guys like Bali Rudy, who's 61 years old and is out at the rock when it's eight to 10 feet. Like to me, knowing that I can still attain that feeling in 30 years time, possibly, yep. that keeps me going. Like all I want to do is stay young through surfing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not a it's not a stress in my life anymore that I, I have to be this dude that's doing this maneuver and achieving this whatever. I just want to fucking surf for as long as I can, you know. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the same. I can't explain it, but um, I think you you pretty much hit the the nail on the head there. That was that was epic. Yeah, shot. Right. Um, I've kept you here for an hour. It's been an awesome, awesome, awesome chat. Um, we need to do this yeah. more often. Really miss talking yeah. to you and hanging out and, and kind of those, those surfs together where you, you always motivate me and push me harder mm -hmm. and um, you make stuff look easier and you always piss me off. But Yeah, I'm actually going to, you know, my whole family is in Oz now, in Sydney. So hopefully as soon as all this stupid bullshit dies down, you can come over and yeah, have a shred together. Yeah. Good yeah. Work. Really looking forward to it. Okay, sweet. Rick, thanks, mate. Um, just yeah, thanks for taking you. Love. I'll give you a big hug. Quick, to the computer. Big hug. <laughs> <laughs>